The ghost eagle couldn't plant thoughts in their minds. It could only distort what was already there. But like Joan said, they were all more than their worst thoughts. Maybe there were pieces of truth in everything they just yelled at one another, but only the most jagged pieces. No one was only the sum of broken things inside themselves. Anyway, what were breaks, if not openings? We're doing fine. We're doing fine. I'm doing fine. We're doing fine. Welcome to We're Doing Fine, book club edition. This month, Black Wings Beating by Alex London. Would you like to give us a summary, Robbie? I don't think I can. <laughs> I can't. I've binged the first two books. Yeah, he went And it's and all beyond. in a blur. He done, he done did read two books. All right. Guys, spoiler alert. I am obsessed with this book and will have <laughs> nothing but good things to say about this book during this episode we love to hear it um i will give a summary then (laughs) bryson and kylie are twins and they live in a society called the ustari where everyone's name has a y in it (laughs) and they're also obsessed with birds um (laughs) there's also the altari who super hate birds and want them all dead because nothing belongs in the sky so there's a cult in the Altari called the Kartami. And also the Altari don't have Ys in their names as far as I know. Um, I'm tired. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> there's the Kartami are like extremists and they're super violent and they have kite warriors and all of their warriors are in pairs of two because love is the strongest bond and will Yeah, we'll talk about that. And then to kind of save themselves from the Kartami, the Ustari are trying to like, basically everyone's trying to get at this giant bird called a ghost eagle. The ghost eagle is super, super big and powerful, but hey oh, one of our twins got magical words that helps control birds. Mm, Now... There is a discussion in the novel about whether they are magic or not. They act like magic. It's the bird's language, the language that belongs to the birds, called the hollow tongue, which is way cooler than how I'm describing it. (laughs) (laughs) I like this book. I just got five hours of sleep. I'm just going to put that out there. Don't worry. I will be the cheerleader for Alex London and everything he has created within these novels. Good, good. Because I'm just like, the bird's language, the language for the birds. Cusco's poison, the poison for Cusco. (laughs) Um, So, uh, yeah, the the twins embark on a journey to capture the ghost eagle um, to save the life of one of their friends. Yes. Well, to save the life of one of their loved ones, the other one is just like, what the fuck? Why did my brother choose this one? Yes. Kylie is a sensible um, woman. Yeah, but we stand a, we stand a headstrong queer boy. Yes, yes, we do. If you know anything about this book club, it's that we love a headstrong queer boy. Oh, we do. We do. 
And I think that's why I was obsessed with this book, because I was like, yes, Bryson, get it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited to see what happens with him and, him and uh, spoiler alert, Joan. <laughs> well, I think we should just put a blanket spoiler alert. From now on, there will be lots of spoilers. If you haven't read the book yet, stop listening now, because I'm about to start spoiling the book. Yes, uh, spoiler alert, this is a book club where we discuss what happens in the book. Yeah, <laughs> shouldn't have to say that, but we will anyway. You know, um, just in case. Okay, so Lisa, what did you think of the book? I really, really liked it. I haven't read a book quite that quickly in a long time. So it was good. It was like young adult, but not to the point where they're making absolutely stupid 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 decisions like only one of them really makes stupid decisions and i can accept that because there's just some stupid people in the world um mm -hmm. i love how inclusive the ustari like they're just like yeah sexuality is not a big deal it's not even let's not even talk about it we're just accepting as fuck um yeah and also just like i like all of the characters they're all very fun there were some times where I was just kind of like, I love you, Niall. Why are you here? But I got it. I get it sometimes because I'm like, yes, they need someone other than Kylie and Bryson. They would, but also, they he would was protecting the home. Yeah. No, I just meant like plot wise, not like. Oh, right. Because I love him. Yeah, Niall. well, somebody needed I to. I love him with all of my heart. I wish he I is had a, special a Niall. Boy. Ugh, I wish I had a Niall. Yeah. I'd say I wish I had a Bryson, but I'm not sure I could handle a Bryson. Yeah. No, I want a Niall. Yeah. That's... He's my dream, man. No, I take it back. I want a Joan. Yeah. A little heartfelt, anti-violence, buff boy. That I can't... healing blood. <laughs> <laughs> we stand. I wish I lived in a, in a state where I was cool with anti-violence at this point. Anyways... <laughs> Political commentary aside, we'll do a yeah. yeah anyways, <laughs> not the not that podcast, Lisa. Not that podcast. Um, sure, we've got some listener questions. Well, before that, who's your favorite character and why is it Kylie? Yeah, <laughs> Kylie is a queen. She's just so cool. Yeah. I've I love her so much. Like I love Bryson so much, but. Bryson can get sort of like exhaustive sometimes, whereas like everything Kylie does, I'm like, yes, I get it. Like I mm -hmm. just, everything about her was like, I understand you and I want you to be happy. Yeah. And I want you to be, like, I was so angry at Bryson at the start of the book when he basically ruins her plan to get debt free and leave the Falcon yes. business. I was like... I was like four chapters in and I was like, for fuck's sake, Bryson, you've just <laughs> ruined her life. Like, oh, it was so, so sad. And then, like, just I love one of the things that I love most about the book is the communication issues between Kylie and Bryson. Yes. Like, I just, I love the bit where Kylie was like, can you please ask Niall if we can borrow his cages? Mm -hmm. And then the next morning, Bryson was like, lol, didn't ask Niall because now Kylie has to do it and she can flirt, he can, Niall can flirt with Kylie. Yeah. But he doesn't explain that to 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 Kylie, yeah. she just thinks, for fuck's sake, you're incompetent and can't <laughs> do anything I ask you to do. And I'm just like, oh. 
Well, that's because, like, especially at the beginning so of the book, they they have this issue where they're like, they love each other, they're each other's support systems, but there's this rift between them because of this big thing that's happened. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they like they both want to love and support the other. And I think you feel that a bit more from Kylie's side because it's a bit more obvious. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you get these little hints think... that Bryson still cares, and you're just like, "Come on, boy!" Yeah, I think it's quite obvious because, like, in Kylie's thought process, mm-hmm. everything she's ever done was to protect Bryson. Yeah. Whereas Bryson's more of just had that sort of, I'm pulling away because we don't really connect anymore. Yeah. Whereas Kylie is constantly like, oh my God, I would do anything for my brother. And he's just like, yeah. why doesn't she talk to me anymore? <laughs> well, she's doing that from a place of love, but also from a place of guilt. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's this whole thing where like, because she has this gift of the hollow tongue. Which is the bird language, the language for the birds. Um, I'm just going to say that every time. <laughs> it's going to be a very short episode once you cut that out. <laughs> um, so yeah, she has the gift of the hollow tongue and Bryson doesn't. Yeah, and Bryson wants to be a falconer. He wants to be really successful. He wants to be the best. Yeah. But everyone ignores him because Kylie has this natural talent, but Kylie doesn't want to be in falconry at all. Yeah. So she feels bad that everyone's paying attention to her and Bryson's jealous that everyone's paying attention to her. It's yeah. a vicious cycle. Well, it's also because she doesn't want to overshadow her brother by using this gift because he wants it so bad. It mm-hmm. ends up with the result of their father abusing Bryson. So she feels as though that's her fault. So it's like, it's a lose-lose situation for Kylie. It's a lose-lose situation for Bryson. It's just a lose-lose situation for everyone all around. Yeah. It will always be a lose-lose situation until the abusive father dies. Yep. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait. That Cue the start of the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and because of the what? The ghost eagle. <laughs> the ghost eagle. You know, we come in very heavy-handed with the plot right away. It's fantastic. I don't have to think like like i don't have to be like i wonder what this book is going to be about so shall we go on to some listener questions yes all right let's see patrick asks the question of who the hero in the novel comes up quite a bit who do you think is more of the hero of the book kylie or bryson and why kylie yeah i'd agree bryson oh she does is protect people yeah (laughs) bryson is almost like the, the the foolhardy joke of a character that makes everything happen by accident yeah and like don't get me wrong i love him and he is perfect in my eyes but his sister does a lot of saving in the book yeah and when we look at the definition of a hero yeah (laughs) i mean there's definitely more kylie than bryson it's definitely bryson who drives the plot forward but it's kylie who i think ultimately the book's more about or at least it's setting it up for the second to be book to be more about Kylie. I'm saying nothing. <laughs> I know. I think that's going to be a thing with Robbie quite a bit in this episode. Mm-hmm. But it's a good thing because he obviously loved the book enough. But yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Kylie, definitely more of a hero. But I don't think that main characters 
necessarily have to be heroes. That's true. So I wouldn't say that that takes away from yeah. from Bryson's character. Do you think Bryson or Kylie would be more quote unquote like the main character? No, I think it's an ensemble cast. Okay, I see that. I, I would even so much as to weigh in Joan into the ensemble cast. Like he is just so integral at the end. That's true. I would say he would. I, the four of them: Niall, Niall, Kylie, Bryson, and Joan. Yeah. No, I love Niall, but I do feel like sometimes you're just kind of like, he hasn't done a whole lot. Like he's, He loves Kylie. That's he all he has Kylie. to do. <laughs> that's true. All he does is mm-hmm. love Kylie. And you know what? Sometimes that's okay. Speaking of that, Patrick also asks, well, how do you feel about Niall's explanation that loving Kylie is like loving the moon? And do you think love like this can last? So I would normally say no, but in Niall, I think yes. I think he's quite content to just love her as a companion and not necessarily be romantic with her. All right. Yeah, I do but think... But then I think his love for her is romantic, but I think he's quite content that as long as she is around him, he doesn't need to press any further. Oh, I just want a Niall. It's quite, <laughs> quite sad. Um... <clears throat> but I want to be romantic with a Nile. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think it is just the sweetest description the way Nile goes about it, right? Yeah. Like the moon is there and you're better for the chance to love it. And oh. I'm just like, "Oh, my heart, my heart it's melting." I don't I'm think I'm just obsessed about every part of this book. Yeah. Like I was late to work trying to finish chapters on Audible. I cried Robbie. on my walk to work at Joan being a little sentimental soul. Oh, yeah, there's just so many good pull quotes from this book. Great, great book. I'm so excited for the third one to come out. Non-listener question, what was your favourite scene from this book? Theme? No, scene. Like... Oh, scene? Yeah. Um, It would have to be when Joan takes his shirt off and cuddles a very ill... Bryson because I was like oh the sexual tension <laughs> it was great the sexual tension and I was between like, you and the person saving Damien. your life yeah basically yeah <laughs> to get that twitter meme in there <laughs> oh it was just so good what was your favorite scene oh gosh there's I don't know I think there's there's just so many many good ones um I I'm kind of obsessed with the reveal of the Owl Mothers. Like, they just came in and were so badass. <laughs> yeah, they were pretty cool. They're problematic as fuck. But their entrance was just, like, chef's kiss. Like, Yeah. You're like, ooh, yeah, we got badass lady troop. Hell yeah. And then, and then they're just like, only one who gives a life can take a life. Yes. That was pretty cool as well. So Actually, their that... argument was only women can kill people because only women can give can give birth. Exactly. Which that actually leads perfectly into a listener question. Lauren asks, what do you think of the owl's mother rule? The owl mother's rule that one who cannot give life cannot take it. And how Joan used that to justify why he could take a life toward the end of the book. <gasps> oh, yes. I totally agree. Owl mother's. I agree with you that only one that can give life should be able to take it because like 
Maybe I'll Same. hear. Even when that puts me at a significant disadvantage, um, because they're you know, are you going to respect that power, or are you just going to start killing folk? Yeah. All the time. Is it um, one maybe in you one can out kill a situation? person for every ch- Yeah, exactly. As Joanne describes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. So what the what the listener is describing is um, Joan, uh has to save Bryson mm-hmm. and so cuts his hand and feeds him his blood. Weird. Stay with me. There's a weird the, sap that the... he drinks that's in his blood now that made him into yeah, a pale boy. Yeah, and powerful. A very pale boy. And I loved that that's what they... Oh, wait, no. That was in the sequel. <laughs> Basically, when they're staying in the six villages, everyone just refers to Joan as the pale boy. And I was um... like, I love the pale boy. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Sorry, that was book two, Red Skies Falling. Check it out now on Audible. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by... Uh, oh, I wish. I know, right? Audible, we read your books. Sponsor us. We love we love your narrators. Michael Crouch, here's looking at you. <laughs> uh, I just fancy him so much. But yes, continue. And how Joan um, used that to justify why he could take a life. Yeah, so then, um, basically at the end of the book, he's offered to kill his, is it his brother? Yep, Gorin. Yeah, he's offered to kill his, kill his brother Gorin, and who's um, a mean man, just a bad, bad he is man. He's an awful person. Yeah, and Joan essentially says, "I could kill him because I gave a life. I gave Bryson his life back. I provided him with life. So technically, I do get to kill based on the rule that our mothers follow. I do get to take a life." But he chooses not to because he's he wants a to save his kill. Boy. Oh. He is he. <laughs> <laughs> he's keeping that under his belt for later. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Gotta think tactically. <laughs> I don't want to There's waste. There's two more books yet. left. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Joan knew that. <laughs> just guys i feel like we're gonna be here a little bit longer <laughs> <laughs> well they have to the cartami are coming the cartami are coming which also by the way if i'm pronouncing anyone's name wrong please let me know because well I was very from confused. the audible yeah from the audible it sounds all good you sound okay. good it's fine yeah there definitely was a time where i was just sending Robbie, like, pictures of characters' names, and I'm like, how pronounce? But also because I was like, how spell? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which, by the way, great question from Jocelyn. Early in the book, or no, wait, different question from Jocelyn. What are your thoughts on London's naming conventions in the novel? All Ustari, except for the Owl Mothers, have Ys in their names. Do you think there's a reason, or just London using the naming conventions that naming conventions of an elder millennial trying to frustrate a barista. I like <clears throat> her concern for baristas. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much, Justin. <laughs> I think this has just come to me now, but I think he uses the letter Y because the letter Y looks like a bird with its wings. Oh. And the Ustari love birds. Now, Why not v? I don't know if that's true. I'm just spitballing ideas here. Well, not V because then there's no beak. It's just two wings without a beak. But the Y looks like two wings and a beak. Or the feet. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I don't mind. I as or I'm devil, just you. Glad it could be an upside consistent. down bird. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm just glad that it's consistent because if it was just like Kylie and Bryson had the Y's, but then everyone else was spelt normally, that would be really frustrating. But there's clearly yep. a like cultural societal thing going on where all these tired people have Y's in their name. Yep. I was actually thinking, I was like, how would I spell people in my life's name if I had to put a Y in there? Yours is very easy. You just swap out the IE for a Y. Yeah, this is true. You would have to be Lysa. Ew. <laughs> Ken- Kenny's already got one, so he's fine. Callum, how would we do that? <laughs> oh, it would be, have oh. to be Callum. Yeah, Callum. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. All right. Um. Let's see. Yeah, but why do you think the owl mothers don't have that no- naming convention? Because Uku definitely because don't I have don't a Y think, in it. I don't think they're Uztari. Okay. They're separate Didn't, from the six villages. They... That's true. Because they did take in what seems to be an Altari girl to fight Kylie. Yes, yes. But they also take... Uh, Uztari boys. That's true. For what purposes? Yeah, because they need them to have babies. Gross. Babies are gross. Anyway. Babies are gross. Ooh. Babies. Anyway. Yes, no. Um, anyway. The owl mothers are separate from the Uztari. Yep. Until book two. Ooh. Spoiler alert. Spoilers. Spoilers. I had a question, but I lost it like a non-listener question. Oh, Anyways, no. it's all good. It's all good. Oh, what were your thoughts on um on the battle between it was like Griselda or something? Oh, Grimwald. and the Owl Mothers. Yeah, well, with Kylie yeah, and um... the and the Altari girl. Oh, oh, the bird battle with um. Yeah. Oh, I've forgotten it. Uh, Grasm. Grasm and Kylie. Battle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kylie and Grasm. I, uh, I love it. I think Grasm isn't really paid much attention to in that bit. Like, she's just quite yeah. a 2D character of this is a person Kylie has to fight. If you liked her, if you liked that um, sort of um, competitiveness between the two of them, you have to read book two because that's mm-hmm. a massive part of it. Um, I will say oh. I really like Grasm now. She's not necessarily a good person, but I really like her character in the second book. Um, so, yeah. But I I loved what that fight does in the first book is it shows Kylie how much she doesn't control this power yet. <laughs> She's just instantly yeah. like shitting herself when she says things. So Kylie doesn't mean to, but kills a man with a flock of vultures. <laughs> because yeah, she thinks she's saying whatever but in her heart she's saying another thing and the vultures don't give a fuck what she yeah. what she thinks she means they only care about what she means and it's very messy and she was very upset well also like the word that she chose was mercy but because it's hollow tongue the, ling- 
the, the bird language, the language for birds, they're scrupulous and they they, they they just thought of a different way of what mercy means. They no were more like, suffering for that mm, man. Yes, a quick death. <laughs> that will do him. <laughs> <laughs> mercy doesn't mean not kill. It just means kill quick. <laughs> right? Vultures cock their heads yes. to say, like, I'm just thinking back fondly to all the good times I had. All the good times. All the good times of the terrible, terrible I trauma just, committed upon these characters. I just miss reading about them or listening about them. It's, it's so sad. You'll I have even your tweeted Alex October. London at one point. I know. I tweeted him <laughs> being like, I am so annoyed that I found these books a month before the new mm-hmm. one comes out. Like, we couldn't have just waited and done this book club in September so that by the end of the month, boom, third one's out. We could yep, have done this that. This is one hundred percent your fault. <laughs> yeah, that's my fault. I, I, I was the one that googled LGBT fantasy. My yep. bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have an essay <clears throat> question, and Jenna, I oh, love you, Jenna. Why? <laughs> I love you, Jenna. This is a question. I love it. I'm not even sure. But I, I actually make... had to look things up for, <laughs> which I appreciate. You put links in there. Yeah, this is true. I'm just saying, if we have to research your question, you've gone too far, okay? <laughs> but no, secretly, I loved it. It was very fun. <laughs> it was such an English major question, which I appreciate because, you know, that's what we are. That is what we are. All right, Jenna. Jenna says, hello, friends. Here's my question for book club. In this Comic-Con at Home 2020 panel, Alex London reiterates the idea from Joanna Russ that the traditional story structure, Freytag's Pyramid, is the same as the male orgasm, and thus another restriction of the patriarchy. London then states that he desired to move away from the structure for his own novel and equates Black Wing's beatings writing structure to the, circle, to the circling of a hawk. Do you find Freytag's Pyramid a restrictive structure in a way patriarchal or not and how did you see the circling structure show up in london's novel one free tax pyramid is the is the starting action rising action climax falling action denouement basically classic storytelling of Beginning, middle, and end. Middle has like a big climax, and then shit gets chill at the end. Yes. With a nice Robbie, big resolution. Is it the same as a male orgasm? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty accurate, yeah. You're definitely going to lie there afterwards okay. for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> wow. Okay. I share too much on this podcast. Um. <laughs> Three, do we find Freytag's Pyramid a restrictive structure? I did not know that the pyramid oh, belonged I don't think to it's Freytag. Restrictive. I... That was a new thing for me. <laughs> Anyways, continue. The patriarchy keeps taking How dare this. he? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think it's restrictive. I think it's just um, like classic, like 
everyone does it. We all know that. Beginning, middle and end, the climax, blah, blah. Like, all stories are pretty much told like that and it can get a bit boring and it just traps you into the same sort of cycle of every story that's ever been written or read. So I like that idea. I like the idea of writers in general saying like, nah, fuck that shit. I'm going to tell a story in a different way. That's true. I think that's very clever. And like, I don't necessarily think that, like, I think Freytag's Pyramid is definitely a good way to teach people how to write. Like a, how to, like, you know, you build up excitement. And then after that excitement ha happens, you kind of have to deal with the consequences of that excitement. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think that's a good way to teach people how to write, but like, I've always seen it as like, okay, that's cool, but like, think of it as a mountain peak, because you don't want to just have one exciting thing happen in your story. And mm -hmm. I personally yeah. saw this a lot because there was a lot of points where I was um, just like, is this the end of the, no, there's more of the book. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, in yeah, the yeah. best way, obviously. Yeah. I mean, especially for me listening to it on Audible, I was like, oh, I must be near the end. Check the, check the app. Three hours to go. All right, strap in. Let's keep, let's keep going. Like it was just never ending. And I think that's the I think that's how the circling happens is because it's that tension of it's always hovering, it's always there, and then sometimes it'll sneak down to to grab a rat yeah. or whatever, and then go back up. So I do really like that idea of like the tension's just constantly there. Yeah. So like, Very good. Very I do good. see how it's circling like a hawk. I would also say it could also be seen as like a mountain range. I thought you were going to say a female orgasm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. No, those are much harder to achieve. Um, well, Alex London has done it. <laughs> well, okay. He's definitely a gay man with a husband. So that's probably a weird <laughs> thing to say about his book. I take it back. Anyway. This is not how I wanted this episode to go. Sexually harassing the author. Anyway. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay, you're editing this. I've already done enough of that on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, none of this is coming out. This is all staying. <laughs> so yeah, no, I definitely see that circling structure show up in the novel. Also just, I think it is yeah. also like, the circling of the hawk Straight is also just the ever-present, it's both the ever-present threat of the Kurtami, but also the fact that you know the ghost eagle is somewhere up there. And you yes. see this especially pointed out in the end. I would agree. Where it seems like, oh, they kind of freed the ghost eagle, but no, nah, it's, it's still there. It's still there. It's still interested. It's still it's still coming back around. And every once in a while, it's like, caca, motherfucker, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, if you listen to the audiobook, it's <laughs> ree! It's really, it's really fun to listen to them. The, I feel so honored that the that the narrators put that much energy into mm -hmm. an eagle's cry it's so worth it it's so good well he obviously didn't do oh, the audiobook just great. after four and a half hours of sleep all i can muster up is a yeah. cock motherfucker <laughs> oh my god can you imagine can you can you imagine if i'm just listening to the book and they were like they heard the eagle screech cock on motherfucker <laughs> 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 It'd either be a hundred percent better or a hundred percent worse. <laughs> I think if I ever meet Alex London, I need him to sign my books with just "Coco Motherfucker" in the yes. in the front page. That's all I need. I was gonna say maybe he'll come to the book festival. <laughs> Thanks, COVID. Thanks, COVID.
Oh, the dream. Ruining all my fun. How am I meant to try and seduce handsome men now? <laughs> He's married, Robbie. Rude. I think. I don't know. I don't know he is. It says in the book that he's married with a husband. He's married with a husband? He lives well, with his husband. Maybe he has some friends. Um. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll take it. Hot writer oh, friends? Yeah. Set me up. Alright, I have one I more listener question. Until the third book comes out, anyway. This one is also from Jocelyn. Yes. Jocelyn asks, Early in the book, Kylie recalls a memory of how the rift between herself and Bryson began when he tried to convince her to run away and she would not. She said he looked at her as though she was fist-bound. What do you think of this concept in relation to people in their families or hometowns? Um, I love it. Um, I love it. And to explain why, I need to say that every sort of emotion or discussion or expression Mm -hmm. in this book was bird related. I I loved it. I loved it. Like, like, to write an entire novel and replace, like, like classic expressions or turn of phrases Mm -hmm. that we are, as the human race that speaks English, like ingrained in to remove all of those and replace them with bird based ones is incredible i think what he did with the language in the book was so impressive yeah. it's very cool and so yeah it's, so you know to, to 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 the more specific idea of being fist bound was a very clever way to describe when people are sort of emotionally bound yeah. to their to their family um it was it was great yeah i I, I love it i really liked that as like an explanation because that's very much how i feel about california as one who listens to the podcast might know i'm very (laughs) bound to it despite the fact that i would very much like to also live in scotland yeah yeah and like same with me in scotland like i could essentially move anywhere in the uk why do i choose the most expensive city in Scotland. Yep. I don't have an answer. That was uh, that was the end of it. Like somebody please no, explain to me why. Essentially the same thing for me. Why do I live in the Bay Area? Because it's unsustainable. Anyways. Yeah, literally. <laughs> oh man. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But, but it's I do fine. think it was like. Especially that scene, that scene really stuck out to me because it was just, it was so acutely, like, it was so, like, destructively beautiful about Kylie's character. And, like, the fact is that she's not completely, she is both being completely rational and irrational because she knows staying will hurt Bryson. And she knows staying creates a rift. But she also, like, this yeah. tie that she has to her home and the fear of leaving it is also just, like... Um, I love the bit in, in this scene where it's, like, it's Kylie's mm-hmm. um, thought process. And she says something like, she can't protect him from unknown dangers, but she knows that she can help him from, you know, she can protect him from her father's abuse. Yeah. Or she can at least help him heal once it's over. Yeah. And so she's like, I can't take that risk into the unknown because he might die. But at least this way, I know that my father's abusive and I can prepare and I can help exactly. him get through it. And I was just like, oh, Kylie. 
But it's true though when you think about how awful the weather gets. Like the entire fucking river yeah. freezes. Like you don't want to run away no. in that weather. Yeah, no. The world no. that they grew Not up in is incredibly unforgiving. So mm-hmm. she's no Elsa. There's no into the unknown. Preferred. No. Until book two. Oh. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I just wanted to say it one more time before we finished. Yeah. In the in the end, <laughs> she's forced to. Yeah. Oh, it's very sad. And I also love how she wants Bryson yeah. to say, "No, you need to stay here." And Bryson's like, "Actually, maybe you should yeah. go." <laughs> and she's like, "Ah!" And Bryson is totally just like, "I really yeah. want to go, but I also understand why I shouldn't." Like, it's a complete role reversal for them. Yeah. Of him being like, no, I have to make the adult decision for you because otherwise you won't do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember if at the end of the book you find out who goes with her. Yes, Niall goes with her. Yeah. (laughs) I I was so happy. I was like, ooh, we get some romance maybe in the Sky Castle. (laughs) Every girl wants to be wooed in a castle in the sky. I'm assuming it's in the sky. Full Laputa. Um, um, n- n- not Kylie. <laughs> That's fine. Kylie. I love it though. True. We need some asexual representation up That's in this business. True. I and I love that. Like Niall is just yeah. like, no, this is just how it's gonna be, and that's cool. Yeah. Um, and I won't lie, like, as I said, Grasm's character becomes more involved in the second book, and I was really worried that they were gonna turn Kylie, or not turn Kylie, but it was gonna be revealed that Kylie was a lesbian or something. Mm-hmm. Um, or like bisexual or something like that um, it's it's not happened and I'm kind of glad of that because I love the the representation of an asexual character of a strong um, mm-hmm. strong powerful character female or not um, that just doesn't give a fuck about someone's love yeah. like she's just like I yeah. don't have time for this I don't want this I don't want any of that. Please just leave me alone to speak a hollow tongue. I don't want to speak in the to first place. To speak the hollow tongue. <laughs> the bird language. The language for birds. Oh, okay. And with that, I think it's time for us to wrap up. I'm just gonna... So, what did you think? Out of star, out of five um, stars? It's definitely high up there. I'm gonna say four and a half, just because it's a setup novel. It feels like a setup novel. Um. Right, okay. Well, I'm gonna give it... Six stars just to even it out because you spoiled it. Um, so six six stars out of five. I absolutely loved it. On like genuinely, please go and read or listen to the. Yeah, like I'll book. definitely recommend this to it's people. So much it's very like it's very fun. It's the characters are captivating. The story is captivating. The language is beautiful. My only issue is that it just. I've got three friends like listening to it on Audible now. Rather than like something that could stand alone. Yeah, do you know it feels like the yes. end of a season one TV show. But it makes me yeah. want to read more, which is not a problem. But in fairness, it it was always we did know we were starting a trilogy. Yeah, <laughs> we did know we were starting a trilogy. Yeah. Even you told me not to, and I went, but the birds, <laughs> <laughs> but those big big birds. <laughs> no, it wasn't yeah. about the birds, <laughs> but but Lisa, the ghost eagle. <laughs> For Robbie, it was but the boys. But the boy, and he's got a Y in his name. <laughs> oh, one second, one second. Back it up, back it up. We didn't discuss this. Damien's 
betrayal. Oh, I don't even want to talk about him. He's a little cunt. I was shocked. Genuinely, I don't even think... I wasn't even... I wasn't. I saw that coming a mile away. I... I guess I'm like Brian. I'm a romantic. Oh, no, you know what we haven't talked about? I thought they were setting up a love triangle for book two. You know what we haven't talked about? We have not talked about the theory that I messaged you. I said... Five chapters in, remember I messaged you saying five chapters in and I've already got a theory. We need to talk about this when I finished, when we finished the book. My theory was right. Five chapters in, I called Kylie killing her dad. I saw that one coming too. Yeah. Because she speaks the bird language language for birds. I didn't, I didn't, (laughs) I didn't call Bryson also being there. That one did throw me. Wait, which one? That one threw me. Um, right, before I, I said what I didn't guess was Bryson oh, also yeah. being there. That one didn't, that one threw me. That was just like yeah. such a sad moment for Bryson. He's like, we're tied together. This bird and I, we are bound. And Kylie was like, but actually, it's been staring at me. <laughs> Classic Kylie. <laughs> yeah. But actually, that so guy funny. at the bar has been um, staring at me, Bryce. Yeah. <laughs> you just think it's just Rude. he's staring at you because um, you're right. standing would in front you of like me. To, um, would you like to announce yes, next week's I'm excited next for this one. Back into the world of realistic fiction. I love fantasy. Me too. But this one I've heard quite, yeah, it's good We're things. We're a varied book club. Next month's book for September, would you like to give me a little drum roll? Such a fun age by Kylie Reed. So it sounds like it will be very interesting. And I think that's, I think it's a sarcastic title. Just, just a, just a warning. Yes, (laughs) possibly. Just a tad. Yeah. I am very excited for it. It'll be good. You could find the link to Such a Fun Age on our bookshop.org. And we'll also just like put an announcement once the books, once book club is out there that this is our selection for September. Yes. Make sure to read along with us and tweet us your thoughts at WDFcast or side into our DMs with questions on We Are Doing Fine on Instagram. Um, as usual, join our Facebook group if you want to. Same name as the podcast. Send us a wee request and we will add you in straight away. And once you've done that, get on Apple Podcast, the Apple Podcasts and rate, review and subscribe to the show because we want yes. more listeners and we do that through reviews. Yes, tell your friends about the podcast. Word of mouth is our best way of getting new listeners. And also, if you have book clubs, questions or suggestions, you can email them to us at wearedoingfine at gmail.com. You can also request postcards and or buy a sticker. We've got a very cute logo and it's on a very cute sticker. Yes, they're so cute. Well, lovely listeners, until next month, keep Keep reading reading fine. fine.